Hey guys, welcome to On The Beat weekly podcast. On The Beat is all about giving young people a voice. We explore all the interesting topics that affect us in the world today. So come, listen, enjoy, and be inspired. On The Beat, On The Beat. Hi everybody, this is Brent Balfour, the host of On The Beat. Welcome to all the viewers and listeners out there, right? Um, all the young people out there, I salute you. Um, Happy New Year to those who don't hear my last podcast. I want to say Happy New Year in person, right? And now we have three guests on the show today. Even though Mikhail was part of the show last year. Last year felt like a long time ago, but it was actually like two weeks ago, basically. Alright, and then we have Lemuel, right, from Canada. Well, he's not from Canada. How to put this? I should say he's from Jamaica, right? <laughs> he's from Jamaica, so it don't have to know which one he is right now. <laughs> so there's Lyndon Balkaran, right? Uh, I don't know if you know him, but just in case you don't know Lyndon, He's a youth leader and youth mentor. He also goes to Faith Assembly, right? And um, he is known around the country for various things, positive things, positive things, right? Yeah, to put that in, positive things. <laughs> and they all here to join us and to talk about the topic which is Young Men Footsteps, that we are looking forward to talking about it in the aspect of how does young men chart their course for, the life, for their lives. And some young men don't have good role models in their lives. They don't, they may not have role models in their lives and they have to figure things out while they grow up right we're talking about from the age of 13 higher and um and i believe that there are a lot of young men we all know there are a lot of young men who don't have a role model or who don't have a good role model or who have good role models in their lives as well so there's a mixture basically so we're going to highlight some things basically from our experiences as well right so in my view as a citizen of Trinidad and Tobago and in my personal experience as a young man growing up my father uh, was I can't say my role model but he was one of those who is like a commander basically you ever, you ever know come across those type of people a commander do that or else <laughs> <laughs> general <laughs> yeah a general right do that or else he was that kind of guy he didn't he didn't have he didn't show that kind of compassion and love and total care in that way but he would provide he would be always be there and um but he would send out orders and they have to follow the orders basically so basically, I was boxed in a cage, and he would have the key to the cage, and he would let me out sometimes, and <laughs> and say when to come back in. <laughs> what time? So, how are your 
experience as a young man growing up? What was your personal experience? Let me start with um, Mikhail. Yeah. Well, my personal experience, I would say it has been 50-50. Speaking as an athlete and as a family child, there will be times where I would tend to need my dad and he would not be there because, like you say, he would have to provide. He was basically the breadwinner in the family. The only man that would be working and bringing home food. But so, did, did he show you how to become a man? Yes, I would say he showed me how to become a man, but there are certain things that, you know, you would need to have that one-on-one conversation with your dad and what happened to explain. And not all youths have the, I wouldn't say the mindset. Some may have it, some may, some may, for certain situation. So, so sometimes I would tend to go to him, have a one-on-one conversation with him, he would give advice. Sometimes I wouldn't be because I wouldn't know how he would look at me. So I would say for me, self-motivation is one of the most important things as are you growing up. Because mm. you never know at what day, at what time, father could close the eye, mother could close the eye, see eye. So you never know. Yeah. And that is the truth right there. That is the truth right there. How about you, um, Lamuel? Uh, for me, my, I think there is good and bad he especially in the earlier parts really took the lead as it relates to lead into prayer and like you know fasting prayer and turning to pray and to seek god so so that really helped but in a small farming community in the country some parents tend to take certain topics as taboo. So, um, just like Michael, <laughs> just like he mentioned a while ago, when you start to reach a certain age, you're you're not sure who to talk to. Because my parents are Christians, and he was, he was a Christian. But when he was 11, when he was 11, he heard the news yeah. from overseas that his father had died. And by that time, in the probably 70s or 60s he his dad was very buried so he without he grew up without a dad so he had 11 of us <laughs> so <laughs> so um it 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 affected that but i think his he focused more on provide and times when he wasn't able to it kind of affected how his focus because he was so much focused on it. And that is not, that is, that is important, but it's not the most important part because we do in other areas. Um, we need, we need provision, yes, but more guidance in other areas is also very important. Understood, understood. Um, yeah, my um my situation was also very similar. Um I had a dad who was very much um present in the home but um not not emotionally present. So mom and dad married 
um, he grew up in extreme, extreme poverty. Mm. Um, grew up in St. Vincent, born in Trinidad, grew up in St. Vincent, came back here. So poverty was all that he knew. And he had a desire um, to make sure that his children and his family didn't go through the things he went through. So he was an entrepreneur and he gave everything to the business, especially in the earlier part of our lives. Yeah. And because of that, uh, as a young man, wanting a young, and, and my father to be there for me, I had a lot of resentment towards him. But that was because we didn't have the conversation. You know, looking back now, um, and we are in my life, and the, and the start that my father was able to give me, um, I'm totally indebted to him and the sacrifice he made in the early age. You see, friends, even though we were talking a little bit about it before, we have a lot of conversations around fatherless sons, but we don't talk enough about fatherless fathers. <laughs> right? Lemuel just said it. His father's father died when he was young. My father died when he was a very he was less than eight years old. So these guys didn't have examples to pass after. So of course, when they come into the role now, they don't know what to do. And yeah. here, what happens with men? Anytime a man finds himself in a role that he doesn't think he's going to do well in, he aborts himself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, for example, let me get a quick example, right? If the boys and them sweating and use a sweater, you go say, yo, let me sweat. But if the big players come out to play up to play, you're looking for the embarrassment. You go rock back on the bench, though, and they say, nah, bro, I <laughs> You want to sweat in them. But because you feel you're not at the level at those boys are, we are so afraid of embarrassment, we actually mm. cut out to the race. Yeah. And that's what happens to a lot of fathers. And, and, and yeah, just like, I don't want to jump too hard off, but just when, when we start to talk about it, there's something that's very close to my heart. So I say, that's just important. So, so therefore, do you think, um, based on all the conversations that we have in right now, do you think that we as young men in the society are actually growing up based on reaction than being proactive? Are we reacting based on how our fathers, fathers treat us or role mothers treat us around or lack of? You understand? In other words, from my, for my point of view, if I saw my dad did something and I didn't like it, I would say I would never do that when I grow up. You understand? I would want to do the opposite, basically. And for example, like how we know highlights lack of compassion. I'm a guy who loves to share compassion. Basically, it's almost the opposite, but yet you are in the image of your dad but yet you want to be better and being better sometimes goes up against okay. what was taught to you let me let me say this right so uh-huh. social social conditioning social conditioning is a real thing right mm-hmm. and that's why there are guys who will be raised in a home and would say to themselves i will never treat my wife this way or i will never do this Exactly. And then they turn around and pattern the same thing because they've been <laughs> mentally conditioned to respond to the situation a certain way, right? That's right. Now, for me and, and Brent, and as I mentioned before, I'm involved in youth ministry, mm-hmm. and there's one verse, it's 1 Corinthians 4 15, right? 
Friends, if, if anybody asks me what is my why for youth ministry, I always jump to 1 Corinthians 4.15. Here it says, it says, do you have 10,000 instructors in Christ? You have very few fathers. Hmm. And what we have in society and even in church, we have a lot of persons who would say, don't do this, do this, do it that way, don't do it this way. And we have a lot of instruction. But we don't have many persons who will come alongside and father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yep. for, for me, it's critical. And it's critical, especially for us and the persons who are listening to this podcast, to ask the question, have I been fathered? Have I been exposed to biblical model of fatherhood? And if not, how do I now allow God's word to reprogram my mind Mm-hmm. So that I can now become a good father to the younger ones who are coming upon me. Yeah. And there is a serious note. There is a serious note. How could you chart your own course when you didn't have a proper plan before? Somebody didn't put out a proper plan for you before. And if you don't know better, because if you go on these streets, you see young men. I see young men in my neighborhood actually following the course of their fathers or big brother um, or some friend that they look up to and they tend to end up doing the wrong things when they think in their head hey this is the way of life survival is the way of life right smoking is the way of life um saying hey Babes, what is he seeing? Is he realized? <laughs> no, 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 Brent. And I say, I, I will take my point later to jump in. Eh? Because here, here it is, right, Brent? I think that men have used this as an excuse to walk with a limp. Mm. Too many men, and I say, men need to man up and stop blaming this one and blaming that one. And this is why it is. We just use those things as excuses to function in the mediocrity that yeah. we find ourselves in. You understand? Yeah. So my, my father never have a house. My father rent and, and, and pay rent until he did. So that is my lifestyle too. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you understand? And forgive me. It's not until I understand the mm. compassion and those things. But I feel when I look around, men have cut out for it. Hmm. Men have abandoned their responsibilities. Men have abandoned their rules. I work in corporate Trinidad. When I look around the, the, the room, 80% female. I lecture at the university level. When I look in the classroom, 85% female. Wow. When I drive by the bars, all the boys around the table, they're gambling, looking for the hustle. True. And they use the excuse because we society now has also given them a reason to function with that lip. Yeah, definitely. But my daddy not there. An excuse. You had to stop that shippiness. Definitely. Let me only was going to say something. Um yeah, I I, I agree with something. Um I think that the church and in in some way playing a part in helping to mentor young people and and 
that is definitely helping so i give god thanks for that but yeah um it's easy to <laughs> easy to you that accuse and and blame the system and etc especially when you're in a state where you don't know how to get or you do not want to there's yeah. some situations that in order to get out of it you really have to try and go above like all that you've ever done and that sometimes is not easy to do what's that on that same point there, again, I want us to, to, to focus on, on the word of God in this season, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us, mainstream media, everybody's agendas and opinions, we all talk about heavenly wisdom, earthly wisdom. We have to come back mm-hmm. to the word of God, right? And here are the excellent yeah. problems. Desire without knowledge is not good. So you have young men who have these desires, they want to live right, they want to do certain things, they have the desire, but they don't have the knowledge. We don't yes. have men who can come along and say, yo, when you feel like this, this is how you walk this thing out. Mm-hmm. They don't have the knowledge. And we know as a young man in the church, who are the young men? So when you talk to about that young man in the back, the big striker, right? And he's mm-hmm. a student, and he's a part of the team working with you. What you, what I see in that screen is Christianity being modeled. Mm-hmm. You understand? As young men, who are the young men that we have close to us that can glean from us? The reality is, the reason why plenty of us don't pull young men close to us is because they have things in our lives that we don't want them to happen. Yeah. Different conversation. Yeah, because basically our lives... But we have to have this approach. Because basically in our lives, um, we tend to be feeling the guilt and shame and think we may be not good enough, basically. And um, and that's why we tend to keep our self-focus, right? Instead of being out-focused on to help those who may be going through the same things or we don't already know how to overcome it so we could help them overcome it as well. And this is the factor that we have to get into our society how to influence young men in our society how to get them to go from point a to point b even though they fail in between that they should see that it's okay to get up again and to don't stay at that standard it's okay to get up again and don't feel a life of guilt and Mikael, it's my watch me. Mikael, how do you feel when things get hard? Things get hard and there's nobody around to talk to. How do I? To tell, feel? Yeah, to tell you how. What, what is the next move to make, basically? Next move. Well, for me, it's not how you're feeling. It's what you do. Because mm-hmm. it could feel as hard. As one of my past music teachers told me, you see, if you just sit in this world, it will roll over you. You can't just sit and expect things to happen. And for me, whenever things get hard for me, what I do yeah. is kneel and pray. 
and it's and it's all from there. And obviously, you will see a way. There's no way without God, and a lot of us don't realize that. Some people tend to say, "Boy, hey, you know what? He ain't doing nothing for me." But patience is always the key. For me, you can get everything if you have for this today. You can get it tomorrow. Yeah. You can't win a match. Then I bring over I. You have to play hard. You have to train hard. Same thing with life. You have to work hard. And when you work hard, you will see success. You must see success. And I will always need and pray. And that is why I here today working hard the same way. I never had an easy life. Poverty as well. Still going through. I would say it's a piece in poverty. But why are we making it? Why? Why am I here today? So how come? How come it never really? Or how come us never really take that? Not to say we never take took that wrong step because I I remember in my life I took that wrong step many times, <laughs> right? But how come at the ending of it, <laughs> at the ending of it, we never really stay in that mode of take of walking in the wrong pathway, basically with the wrong footsteps? Let me hear. Let me hear you. So with me, I, I mentioned my dad being a a role face. I grew up in extreme poverty too. Like I, I was doing really well in prayer and become difficult. Going to high school was a challenge. And during my teenage years, things were really tough yeah. on many levels. And I had to learn to from stuff. And that included reading the entire Bible, praying and fasting a lot. My dad was a good, a big example of that because I had parents around me. Sometimes for one with no money at all, I walked home from school one night and in the morning, walked to the town because I had not come back yet. At that time, I started working at a, a supermarket after school. And that is how I started Bible college with no money at all, by faith, cutting the lawn and trying to make, <laughs> to make it. And, but, but all of that started through examples of faith. That, and I had to take that, take scripture, believe it, and step out at a level that I had never before. Yeah. That was the hardest part. I was not affected someone to graduate with a bachelor's degree and a master's in another country. Going out to a house with 10 siblings where you can't even find food properly on a daily basis. But I think what I faith in God yeah. Practical faith is important. It is easier said than done. But at the same time, you is good for people who will support you in faith. Because putting faith practice as a young person, I made mistakes. And then keep going forward the times when I know what I was doing. So I had to pray. But the 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 Bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety. So 
it's good to have people around you who can encourage you as you go and share experiences with you. Correct. Right. Yeah. God made us to live in community. Yeah. No matter how much faith you have and no matter how much you know scripture. They're in community with people around you who can share their experiences with you. It will help you. True. True. So we, we have two more we have two more minutes to wrap up. So Lyndon, your last words. Yeah, um, and, and I just want to piggyback right off there what Lenyon said. Um, and even given the the COVID-19 in Trinidad and Tobago where the gatherings of churches have been restricted, uh, we were not meant to do Christianity in isolation. Yeah. Jesus said that I will build my church and he focused on a gathering, a body of believers with each person yep. doing their part. So my recommendation would be this find good men Proverbs 24 verse 6 right with wise counsel you'll reach your and in the abundance of counsel they see find good men use Psalms 1 to filter all the people yeah. who are you are taking example from and find good men to surround yourself with to be able to be a good example to do with a common capacity that's the difference that's right um, to wrap up so piggyback on both Lemuel and Lyndon, right? And also Mikhail. Take all this in consideration and put it in a bowl and drink it like soup, basically. I hope you like soup, <laughs> right? Because building that community around you, the community of people and young men, right building that is very critical and it could be a little thing like hey just coming to hang out around them right just listening to the wisdom and the thoughts that goes through those men of who are positive in society who uh treat their wives right or who treat uh, their mothers right or who look up to Christ you understand as the father figure basically so be taking all this and let us walk in that pathway right footsteps of young men cool so thank you Lemuel thank you Mikhail Lyndon thank you for listening to On The Beat Podcast feel free to share Follow and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay blessed, everyone.